there's a lot of material to understand Bitcoin technically, and I think the information is all there. But there's, I thought there were there was something missing for at least someone like myself that's understanding things in a more visual and narrative based way. I thought, well, that's my that's going to be my mission. I'll 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 make it my my purpose to to fill in that gap or at least do my best. My dream is for this film to be reproducible and compilable by anybody. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Geyser Podcast, co-hosted by Mick Morucci and myself, Stelios Ramos. We are the co-founders of Geyser and started this podcast to invite Bitcoin builders, creators and creatives to talk about their crowdfunding campaigns that are live on geyser.fund. With this Geyser Podcast, we're giving a voice to these creators and if you're listening from the Fountain app, you can support their crowdfunding campaigns by boosting them directly from there. This is episode six of the podcast, and today we have with us Pedro. Pedro is the creator of the Bitcoin Anatomy, uh, the Anatomy of Bitcoin, excuse me, a project dedicated to bringing the Bitcoin blockchain to life through a documentary film featuring beautiful visuals of the blockchain data. Pedro, welcome to the podcast. Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on, man. Um, so the way we usually kick this off is by giving you a chance to just introduce yourself, say a few words about yeah, your, your story and, and how you got to this. Yeah, so um, I started uh, looking into Bitcoin um, a while back. Like many others, I kind of dismissed it and then went deeper into it and started correlating the solutions presented by Bitcoin with the stuff that I was seeing as a problem at the time. Um, and yeah, I just went deep into the rabbit hole and later um, earlier, maybe a, six months ago, I decided to quit my fiat job and start uh, devoting 100% of my time to Bitcoin. And I haven't been happier for sure. Awesome. So when did you first get into Bitcoin? How did you first get to, to meet it? We, we all have sort of a different journey getting into this. And it's also really, it's always really interesting to hear how people hear it from the first time and how they first perceive it. Yeah, I think my story is not that different from a lot of other people that I've heard uh, sharing their, their journey. Um, I was working in New York in a graphic design studio and the studio was hired to work on, a, on an exhibition about the foreclosure crisis. And upon doing some research, I started kind of questioning a little bit of what caused the crisis. And that led me into interest rates, uh, money production, uh, metals, sound money, and... At some point, I, I, f I found Bitcoin, but I didn't quite understand it. And it took me maybe another year and a half, two years to actually start really jumping headfirst into it. Uh, at the time, I didn't quite uh, trust it. And I think I had exactly the same doubts as everybody. I couldn't find any educational materials to kind of help me understand it. Uh, 
I remember the time I I was once a big blocker for a little little short while, and I did my shitcoin uh, journey too. But in general, it's kind of like I was lucky because I even though I I dismissed it at first, I was lucky that I I didn't question it too much, and I just started uh, trying to to participate in the network, and it was very. It's very fruitful because I was able to grow as Bitcoin grew and understanding a lot of the stuff that's coming out now. I already have a little bit of a basis because I, I got myself burned so many times and I I was able to explore the, the technical aspects as they were developing and it's, it's great. And I try to onboard other people now and the 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 amount of complexity that has been added to the to the protocol in the network just in terms of um uh, amount of apps and amount of uh, added protocols that are uh, put on top of bitcoin has grown exponentially and now it's it's growing harder and harder to understand bitcoin in a way but it's also there's a lot more materials available to expedite that understanding yeah, Bitcoiners usually don't like to talk about their shitcoinery, so it, it's good to have this this transparency and being honest about it because I think this is definitely what what gives you a lot of exposure to the shortcomings of Bitcoin and what gets you into sort of shitcoinery in the first place. And then when you understand why these shortcomings are what they are and why the solutions that other people are suggesting are just not what they are suggesting essentially that they're, they're just lying about it then you come out the other way understanding at a much deeper level uh, what bitcoin is about and you mentioned in here that you found there were no educational material that it was kind of hard to to get a grasp of it bitcoin is a very complex uh project or, or thing so is this something that inspired you to to, to get into the project that you're working on now and, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the project yeah absolutely uh everything i end up working for bitcoin is primarily for myself so every single project that i've touched on that is somehow related to bitcoin i came at it from a, a personal necessity uh, in the beginning when i started exploring bitcoin i was mostly depending on um, YouTube and YouTube was just full of trash. Um, looking back, I actually think it's a blessing that I was exposed to that trash because it made me fall into all the traps fairly early on. And um, everything I lost was was the price for admission. But in in the grand scheme, it turned out not to be super serious. But I was fairly lost trying to understand Bitcoin through the lens of YouTube videos. And I, I was the, um, led in the wrong path multiple times. Uh, it was only when I started listening to Tales from the Crypt that I was introduced to crypto, uh, crypto Twitter. No, sorry, Bitcoin Twitter. And that's when I actually started realizing that I was not alone because every time I went to conferences or events about Bitcoin. I was always 
really depressed because everybody was trying to push their own little project that was always leading me away from Bitcoin. And that frustrated me a lot. But then when I entered the Bitcoin Twitter, it everything changed because then I realized that there were a lot of people speaking in a more in much more subtle ways, but saying a lot more interesting things. And and yeah, and then I started realizing that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of material to understand Bitcoin technically, and I think the information is all there, but there's something i thought there were there was something missing for at least someone like myself that's uh understanding things in a more visual and narrative based way and i thought well that's my that's going to be my mission i'll 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 make it my my purpose to to fill in that gap or at least do my best and uh, try to create objects or uh materials any sort of media that helps understand bitcoin and also to capture a little bit of the imagination and trying to apply everything i learned in my fiat life is now being dumped on bitcoin and i'm trying to use every skill so they didn't go to waste because there's i think we all learned a lot and i sometimes I feel a little sorry for people that actually come from a totally different field in the in their fiat life and they reinvent themselves and they even though they they grow really fast and they they accomplish a lot more stuff than I do uh they have to give up all their learnings from their pre-bitcoin life and it just feels like a waste of resources because in the end I think all skills can be applied to bitcoin in one way or another Absolutely. And we talk about education very often as being probably one of the most important aspects to, towards Bitcoin adoption. But we don't often talk about how this education will, will occur, right? And, and through which tools and through which medium it will occur. And we, it so happens that the, the content that is available is, is all in English, or a lot of it is in English. And there's some great projects out there that are working on translating resources. But what I really lo love about your project is that although there's going to be a narration, and I suspect that's going to be in English, this visual aspect is something that will be accessible to, to anyone, mm -hmm. right? So what are, I saw some of your visuals already. There, there's some sneak peeks that you've published on, on Geyser and on your own website as well. It's really impressive. It's really looking at, the Bitcoin data from, I, I'm a technical guy and I usually look at it from a different, very different lens. So seeing it in movement and, and seeing it in the concrete rather than in, in the abstract is something that I find really, really interesting. So tell us a little bit, what is the, the actual project about? What are you trying to achieve with it? And, and what can people expect from it? The 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 primary goal of the project is to create i don't know when to be when it would be released but it is to create a feature film that you can sit in front of the tv as a as a family and bring your grandmother and your nephews and everybody and just sit there in 
one hour and a half and at least touch on all the components of Bitcoin and not trying to dumb it down and avoiding any kind of metaphor and trying to be as real as possible. And I quickly understood that uh, my vision of Bitcoin, my understanding of Bitcoin is limited and it's not absolute. Like I don't, I don't take anybody's vision of Bitcoin as absolute. So uh, from that, I think that that's where the idea of creating a kind of an open source film that shows the, the whole process of the film developing. I'm not hiding anything. Um, all the tools uh, are free and open source, even though I sometimes I use a little bit of Adobe products, but I'm trying to make it as as open as possible. The, the primary code base that's used to scrape the, the Bitcoin network and the Bitcoin blockchain and all the data and the, the index of the UTXOs, that's all open source and living on GitHub and hoping that if I make any mistake or if I visualize something in, in a way that's not supposed to or if, if there's somebody that has a better understanding of a component, then anybody's welcome to interject and do a pull request, comment on Twitter, and we can work on this together. So there's the there's obviously there's the the Bitcoin core implementation. Then there's other implementations in other computer languages, and there's there's there are books, there are memes, and this is trying to be the the film about Bitcoin. Obviously, there's other Bitcoin films that take a very different approach that are more into the, the social uh, aspects of Bitcoin or the economic aspects of Bitcoin. This is trying to, to approach it in a very technical way because that's how I, I kind of solidified my, my kind of faith for Bitcoin was when I actually understood it technically. And I, I keep finding more things to understand, obviously. But I think even at a superficial level, if you at least know how stuff connects to each other and what, what a signature is actually signing for or what, what outputs are consumed by inputs, I think that uh, your level of commitment towards Bitcoin can only grow because ultimately it just works. And I think a lot of people mistrust Bitcoin because they don't understand how it works. And I think Bitcoin has nothing to hide. And I think I actually recommend everybody to take take the Bitcoin code and actually read it. A lot of people are scared of it, but it's actually very legible. And once you see the rules you and you kind of understand the rules, then there's no alternative but to kind of start buying Bitcoin like crazy because it is it is what it is. There's no there's no discussion. Yeah, we started with uh, magic internet money. And then, of course, that is very, very abstract. So bringing anything that makes it more concrete, the, the thing I usually uh, do with someone that is curious is I bring up mempool.space a very neat visualization tool for, uh, for the blockchain and the blocks, you can see them being mined. And even just that, for many people, it 
it makes something click where it's like seeing an engine operate. It's no longer this thing that is just lost somewhere in the ether. It's, it's actually going on approximately every 10 minutes. A block is mined. You can see the transactions. So block explorers have done a beautiful job at that already, um, but you're taking it to the next level. You're, you're really, you're making them much more complex than any block explorer could ever do it. And you're going beyond just the blocks as well. Um, so what is some of the data that you, you want to feature in the, in the film and some of the topics? I believe you said every aspect of Bitcoin, or there's some in particular that you think, okay, I want to nail those and people should really be aware of what that is. Yeah, so the goal right now I'm trying to establish a little bit more of a narrative uh, so it's more compelling and entertaining and people can relate to some aspects. So maybe it's going to be towards the perspective of a node. But right now, there's the component, all the components are being explored, starting from the network to the node to what's inside the node, which is basically the protocol, and then the blockchain, the block, the transaction, the signature and the elliptic curve uh, algorithm. And that, I think, covers a lot. Uh, maybe at the later stage, we can even uh, do another version of the, the film that adds uh, Schnorr signatures or uh, another version that adds uh, Lightning Network. But for now, I'm, I'm just trying to focus on like version alpha. and. Obviously, the lowest hanging fruit was to explore the blockchain and basically create a, a block explorer that's three-dimensional and for now does very little parsing of the information. It just tries to take the data, put it into little blocks and display those blocks in a three-dimensional space that makes sense and everything that every shift in position and every size, it tries to take from the code. So we take we take a, a simple cube and we determine that to be the, the bit and everything grows from there. And everything at, is at scale. So, so, so the viewer can understand what exactly is, what does one megabyte of data look like and what does it mean when it overflows that limit uh, what does it mean when those blocks are further apart from each other? Why do they stack in certain ways? All of that is derived from the code. I'm not doing very. I'm not. I'm very. I'm doing very little creative work. I'm just trying to find ways to take the code of the original Bitcoin release and let the geometry fall where it may. And that's why it was very important for me to to do this in an open source way in a in a 3D software that was very easy to control the geometry with code, like for instance Blender does, because ultimately it it needs to be my dream is for this film to be reproducible and compilable by anybody. So there's your nodes, you have your little Raspberry Pi, it connects to to the network and it's running mempool and BTC pay server. And maybe there's also another component that just says compile movie from this and you can just run code and compile it. 
ideally even the speech would be based on code and everything could be compilable from the from the the real data that exists in your bitcoin node and so as i mentioned the blockchain is the easiest thing to to explore and the like the most obvious but i would i'm now exploring how to map the the network um, geographically and understanding exactly how many nodes are in existence and how many nodes are discoverable how many nodes can be positioned in a in a globe earth kind of positioning system and on the other end of the spectrum how do we visualize the elliptic curve algorithm which is every everybody represents it in a in a in a two dimensional way in that kind of uh, cartesian uh, graph but because it's as i learned from doing the the programming bitcoin from jimmy song the the curve actually exists in prime numbers and finite fields which makes that that representation completely wrong and very reductive and if there's a way to represent it in a more real way maybe there's something i will find that will help me understand everything better and then also how do we represent for instance a computer program running through loop looping through information for instance uh, sha256 algorithm how how can we represent that visually not just with the numbers but actually with the bits running inside this imaginary node that we're creating that is beautiful there is this debate whether um human the human species invented or discovered mathematics whether they invented or discovered Bitcoin. And to me, it just sounds like you're adding a dimension for us to discover further. And it exists, Bitcoin exists in, in its current form and everybody understands it a little bit differently. And perhaps through this visualization, we'll just get a new insight. And you're going beyond Bitcoin, you're, you're talking about the elliptic curve uh, and, and visualizing a software program, which I personally have never I've never seen before, so that is really really amazing. Um, what are some of the technical? Let's see if it works, <laughs> it will. I'm sure. Um, what are some of the technical challenges that that you're running into? I've dabbled a little bit in the blockchain data as well, and it's really it's a pretty massive data set when when you want to parse it and let alone visualize it like that. So I'm just curious. Um, what are some of the challenges you run into? Some of the, the complexities? Are there limitations of things you wish you could visualize, but we're just not there yet? Uh, right now, I think the biggest limitation is um, the sheer size of the data set. Um, to, for, for instance, to run the script that creates the geometry and positions all the blocks according to the time that it took them to be mined and uh puts the geometry inside that represents the the data info inside that takes about nine days to to create just because the program ha has to loop and put the block then move on to the next block 
it's basically validating the it's like it's like setting up your own node but instead of validating blocks you're putting blocks in a in a 3d space but yeah i guess that's just a matter of time i also i didn't do it by myself so to i i reached out online and i tried to to find libraries i use a lot of uh, code and work that other people already developed and i worked i worked with some people from the blender community also to to kind of translate the data into geometry because this is also something that's somewhat new to me to to do the python work inside of blender um rather besides that uh, every time i face myself with a with a technical challenge so for instance, right now, it, the technical challenge is how to how to see all the nodes in the network as many as possible, and have that in a simple script that's easy easy to reproduce. So I can also put it online and let other people validate that this is in fact what a node sees. Um, but there's always there's so many people willing to help. Uh, it's really just a matter of coordinating and. Uh, actually making the thing happen. Uh, I, everything is challenging, to be honest, uh, but everything is solvable, I think. I haven't found anything that I wasn't able to, to solve, if not by myself, with, uh, with the help of someone that is sitting in a room across the world, also interested in, in exploring this. And the Bitcoin community is far and wide uh, and certainly very enthusiastic about these things. Yeah, and so, growing. And absolutely growing. I want to bring it back to your, your project. So your, your project is featured on Geyser. You're doing a crowdfunding campaign, uh, raising some funds over there. What are some ways that people can support you either financially or I believe you have open positions as well? You're, seeking some assistance in, in certain fields of the production perhaps um so what are some ways people might be listening and thinking i love what what Pedro is doing i love the, the sound of this project and maybe they have some experience of their own um so are there some particular ways that, that people can help you out yeah i think um Anybody with Python experience would be amazing if they want to contribute to the project, either parsing Bitcoin data and parsing and collecting Bitcoin data and translating into something that's usable to on Blender. So usually this, this um, translates into writing a script that uh, connects to a node and fetches all the data and then outputs a JSON that then can be used easily on on Blender and something that's that can be easily reproduced and run by anybody running a node. Uh, that's on the more technical side, but anybody with film experience or with interest in pursuing uh, any kind of multimedia role, uh, it would be great to have have you on and uh, help, for instance, write the the film, edit the film. Um, I don't know, uh, just produce the film 
music, uh, everything is everything needs to be done. So <laughs> right now, I just started the project and I wanted to launch it, so it it, it exists. So. If anybody is thinking about doing the same thing, they have a place to start and uh, contribute in any way they can. It could also just be like donating uh, Bitcoin or donating their time in uh, promoting the film or just keeping the film running by helping producing and keeping keeping it evolving. If if nothing else, just pushing pe more people to work on it but everything is open. The, um, on the website, I, I added a section for open positions and that was mostly to inspire and to let people know that anybody's welcome to, to work on this. Open source for the win. Open source, reproducible. Uh, this is something that in fact, once the, the movie, the film comes out, it will be able to to run again five years from now or ten years from now, and then see the progression of, of the blockchain. Right, that is something as as computing gets more powerful and, and this data parsing gets a bit easier. It will be the longest movie ever made. Bitcoin will live forever, and there will be a movie of its life. You know, you, you can visualize the entire thing. Yeah, I think I think there's there's also a, a very a very nice opportunity to actually bring this into into even uh, virtual reality space. I imagine that maybe in a couple of years we'll be able to to just upload this into into Steam and just have the Bitcoin Explorer 3D, where you you just you enter the the network, you scale stuff up. Maybe you can even detect your nodes, go into your node and see how your nodes use the network, which nodes you are connected to, and then go into the blockchain, zoom in with both hands, uh, pick up a block, expand the block, look into a transaction, isolate uh, an output and see where it comes from. All of this, I just imagine it kind of like being in the matrix and entering this environment where it's all Bitcoin, but also, but still anchored in the physical world. Because I think Bitcoin is in a really weird place because all these things, they, they only kind of exist in our mind. They, they're, of course, they're already, they're, they're, the bits are, kind of carved in the electrons exist in the in the hard drives where we store the blockchain but they're stored in a very specific way it's the their organization only exists in the abstract in our mind and the, the meaning of those bits it's like they're they're not physical they just exist in our collective conscious and if we could experience this as a group and kind of anchor ourselves in one representation of the the whole protocol that is not dumbing down and calling the blockchain as like uh, representing the blockchain as chain links or something that is very iconographic i think it will make bitcoin a lot more real than it is right now even though it's as real as it gets i think bitcoin is 
sits in a in a weird position where it's like the most valid truth but at the same time the the most ethereal and non-existing non-material object if that makes any sense it does as their Gigi put it uh, bitcoin is freedom it's speech it's time bitcoin is time you're visualizing time that gets it's as deep as you can get really yeah and i uh, and it's it's great because i feel like i as i'm working in the film uh i'm i listen to to podcasts with their Gigi and other podcasts and i'm like okay these these guys are just doing the research for me i, I just need to now take this and make it into part of the narrative a lot of the i'm just i'm just compiling bits and pieces that other people put out and offer and i'm just trying to make it into a, a film form i'm not a filmmaker so I would love for a proper filmmaker to come into the project and actually make this happen. In the meantime, I'll just get it started and I'll storyboard and I visualize and I'll rough it up. And then one day, if if uh, let's say Christopher Nolan wants to do a film about Bitcoin, he has something to start with. It will happen. I hope it will happen through your projects. There is, it's a once in a lifetime invention. People always make great movies about great inventions. Uh, I see no reason for that not to be the yeah, case. Yeah, I almost, I almost feel like I'm cheating. Like when I'm, when I'm working on the film, I, I'm thinking it's ridiculous that nobody else has attempted this. Why, why am I doing this? Why, why am I? And also sometimes I get a little frustrated because why are not, why? Why isn't everybody jumping on this? But I'm also not trying to push this too much because I don't want to. I don't want to make it like there's time. Like you said, this is one in once in a lifetime invention. I don't want to rush it, and I I want to be able to understand it more clearly before I put stuff out. And I don't even mind if this is if this becomes my my life work. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to push it too much, and I don't want to jump the gun, and then end up putting stuff out that's not necessarily correct. So, if I can take a step back here, look further into the future, um, where would you, where would you like this project to be in two or three years? If you want to go further back, you can as well. I'm making it easier for you by saying two years, but where do you see this going in the future? I don't know about the timeline exactly, but my my goal is to is to do a very very soon release something that's like two minutes, maybe in the next two months, and then a year from now release something that's more like ten minutes. And two years from now, maybe release something that's actually already approaching one hour. And once once it hits the the one hour, one hour and a half, maybe two hour mark, that's when it becomes a full feature. And then from there, you just build on it and start adding more more parts of the protocol. Now that being said, uh, it could take two years, it could take five years, I'm not really sure. Uh, it depends on how much time I have to devote to this. 
I would work on this full time if I could, but uh, I can't. It kind of reminds me what Seyfedin is saying about low, lower time preference and every great thing takes time to build. And we're living in this high time preference society where we want things to be ready and we want them to be out now. Uh, and a great piece like this needs, needs time. So there is no rush, as you said. Yeah, I've, I've, I fooled myself multiple times. When I, when I first arrived at this idea, I thought, oh, this is going to be done in a couple of months. And every time I'm, I also have to, at some point, I, I need to set myself with some realistic milestones because I keep finding more stuff that I want, that I think is imperative to add to the, to the film. And I just keep adding more stuff and I want to add more stuff to, to be as holistic as possible. But at some point I also want to make something that has a beginning and an end. Um, but also because I'm not really, there's no, I'm not, I'm not at the service of anybody. So Bitcoin is an open protocol. Nobody's telling me what to do so I can take my time and I can decide what goes in and out. And if I thought that instead of trying to do something very closed and then releasing something very final, I, I would, I'm going to approach it in the totally opposite uh, end and just everything, every time I do something, I'll just put it out. And then at some point I'll just take everything that it has been done and make it into something longer. So there's always going to be something coming out. Um, it's like I'm, I'm trying to mimic as much as possible the, the process of Bitcoin. So one thing I, I keep saying to everybody is we, we just got to let Satoshi be the director. The script is already written. We just need to translate it to human language. And it will take as long as it takes. And in a way, for me, it's, it's already complete. It just needs to be polished. It's just that... <laughs> The, the polish part is the more complicated part because I don't know how to polish. And our slow human brains have trouble yeah. comprehending it. <laughs> it needs a lot of polishing. Yeah. Amazing, man. Um, let me challenge you here a little bit and ask you two tough questions that we usually ask to wrap up these episodes. So the first one would be, in your words, what is Bitcoin? Oof. Uh, well, Bitcoin, in my words, is, hmm, well, I don't know, <laughs> so many things. Uh, I think in the most, in the most, uh, if I could, if I had to boil it down to just a couple of words, I would say it's, it's a verifiable truth that's somewhat shareable and it can be transacted and transported via the internet. So it's, it's a network of communication where all the messages can be validated very easily. Amazing. There's no right answer. Every answer is correct. Bitcoin yeah, is everything. 
I just went through all the all the possible answers that I heard from someone else, and I tried to come up with something original. But I probably this is probably someone has said this multiple times before. But in the end, I think that's that's what what it boils down to. The money part is just a component that we're, we're just using the the protocol to do money, but it, it's really it's it's verifiable truth, I think. And verifiable truth will have great impact on our society. So that takes me to the second question then. At a fundamental level, Bitcoin can change us. So where do you think Bitcoin is taking us? This is uh, yeah. This is something I I think a lot about because I'm uh, when I'm working on the film. There's there's going to be a prologue and an epilogue, and I'm trying. Those are the two main parts where the money and the societal components of Bitcoin are going to be talked about. And I'm trying to visualize. I'm trying to do really quick time lapses of where we come from and where we we're going. And I think Bitcoin is going to be like a turning point in the history of humanity. There's like fire being discovered with light and heat. And then there's probably Bitcoin is the, there's going to be probably at some point, we're going to look back and call the Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens sapiens and Homo Bitcoin or something. Because ultimately this is so, so, so much the antithesis of fiat money that has defined our human culture throughout so much time and i'm not even talking about just the the current iteration of the dollar i think fiat money goes back all the way to the first time people started like someone found more seashells and they started corrupting the the whole economy of the tribe and bitcoin is just it's just going to burn all that bad debt and that human corruption and it's just going to make people emerge on the other side in a lot more productive way whether you like it or not i think in the end humans are always going to be fallible we're always going to be corrupt but bitcoin is going to make that corruption happen outside of the money and i think that will solve like 90 percent of the problems of the human experience or at least it's going to make it much harder to to try to corrupt other people's understanding of their value and our own understanding of the whole human value. Totally. Pedro, thanks a lot. Uh, people listening, you can support Pedro's project. Go to guys.fund. There is a crowdfund that is open right now. You can donate some sats. You can reach out uh, to contribute in, in other ways. Pedro, do you want to close this off? Tell people where they can follow you, follow the project, and uh, see the progress. Yeah, if you just go to Bitcoin and, uh, Anatomy of Bitcoin.com or on Twitter, Bitcoin Anatomy. Um, yeah, just keep in touch and reach out if you want to contribute in any way. Uh, always glad to, to talk about it and there's open positions to anybody. If you're trying to start anything in Bitcoin and you don't know necessarily how to code, there's, I think that this would be a great opportunity to get started and have an opportunity to better understand Bitcoin. 
Awesome. Thanks a lot, Pedro. Thank you. <laughs>